Minnow Middle got you down. Crush your sugar cravings with delicious all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause. Created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% with code HOTCOOL10. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And if you have been on social media recently, you might have come across the Galveston diet. And it is a diet specifically designed for women in perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. The Galveston diet was created by board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Mary Claire Haver. And she created this nutritional program because she saw that our demographic of women were starting to notice they were gaining weight and not losing it in the ways where they tried before, through diet, through exercise. It just, you know, that midlife middle- Gaining, gaining weight, not changing their habits, like not really eating any more than they did, not moving less than they did, and all of a sudden they're gaining weight, which happens. And even though Bridget and I you know, kind of talk about nutrition and wellness, not so much a diet, we actually asked Dr. Haver, does she regret calling it a diet? And because and, she really looks at it as a lifestyle. And it's an anti-inflammatory nutrition program for, like I said, women in perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. So we, you know, we were intrigued. She's got over a million followers on TikTok, over a hundred thousand on um, Instagram. So we were like, there must be something to this. And we started to do our research. We noticed she has close to seventy thousand clients now of she midlife just women. Started this like not that long ago, a couple years. So, She's yes. reached. It's working because women are recommending other women. And so we were like, we need to get Dr. Haver on the show. And we invited her, and she graciously agreed. So today we. We're going to talk about the Galveston diet. We're going to talk about, she has several different programs on it, how she created it, and what it does specifically for women in our demographic. I love how she emphasizes we do not count calories on this diet. And, and you know, diet really isn't, you know, the, she, she emphasizes the definition of a diet, which isn't really about losing weight. Diet is about what you're eating, your nutrition. We're going to let her talk all about why it works, how she came about the program, why it's different than a lot of other diets out there. But before we do, we want to make sure that you guys know that it is March Menopause Madness. And we are hosting the entire month with Woman S Products and My Sister's app for perimenopause. And we are going to be spending the month of March having Instagram Lives to educate you. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be doing newsletters, all in an effort to help women with better sleep, better skin, better sex, better solutions. And then at the end, we team up for the best of the best. So Bridget and I are excited. You guys, the first giveaway is up now. You can go to our website, hotflasheskooltopics.com. We are giving away the better sleep set from Woman S. So that's going to include your Let Me Sleep supplement. It's going to be including overnight magic cream and their newest product, which is Plump It Up. And it is has a small amount of retinol in it, but it's great for sensitive skin. So we're excited. Someone is going to win that. We will have the announcement on Sunday. And then Monday, we start a whole new one with better skin. Make sure you leave your email on our website so that you find out about each week, the Instagram lives and the giveaways. Right, Bridget? 
That's right. Oh, it's exciting. I wish I could win. I always <laughs> wish I could win the products, but I can't win them. I'm not allowed. But it'll be really cool. So just so many things that we hear from our listeners and on our Facebook group that they are having issues with. And so these are great different topics that address those. So make sure you are following us on Instagram, also Womaness and my sisters, because they will have the information as well. And we are going to start this conversation with Dr. Haver. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we have on the show, Dr. Mary Claire Haver, who, unless you are completely don't follow social media, you may not have heard of the Galveston diet, but I'm pretty sure if you're a midlife woman, which most of our listeners are, you have heard of the Galveston diet. So welcome to the show, Dr. Haver. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for what you're doing. You know, I, I mentioned off air that I started, I saw you maybe a year and a half ago on Instagram and I was like, Hmm, what's this? An OBGYN is actually directing conversations towards menopause and midlife women. I said, I let's keep an eye on her. And you have just exploded on social media, which yeah. is amazing. We're always amazed by that. Cause we think women in our demographic, it's hard enough to find them. And then to get such a loyal following is really impressive. So I guess my first question to you is, how did the Galveston diet come about? Sure. So um, I was a traditional OB-GYN practitioner. You know, you'd come to me to deliver your baby, do your pap smear, treat your, you know, help your adolescent through what she was going through. I took care of a lot of people's moms through post but one thing that I was noticing, and I knew like the book said, women gain weight as they get older. I was having women who were, you know, healthy, fit, and were coming to me for their annuals after they were done having kids and saying, hey, you know, I really haven't done anything different, but look at, look, look at the chart. I've gained five, six, seven, whatever pounds over the last two, three years. And I would, you know, hearken back to my teaching and training and say, work out more, eat less. Like that was the mantra. I was taught nothing different and it had worked for me. Now, now, now I'm in my thirties, you know? So fast forward to about 2014, I've, I'm coming from a very large family. I have six brothers. Um, my oldest brother passed away when I was nine from leukemia. My second oldest brother, Bob, um, pretty fabulous person. He had end-stage hepatitis and um, liver failure. So kind of getting him through this end of life process and, and he died uh, a little faster than we thought. Like I thought I had more time and I didn't do the things and say the things to like get the closure. And that really sent me into a tailspin and uh, through my grief process, anything I thought was nutritional went out the window. I would just drive home from, cause I still had to work. Of course there's, you get like three days to go to a funeral and that's about it. And um, I'm standing in my pantry, like just by the handful eating my kid, my kids, goldfish, <laughs> uh, crackers, the, the extra cheddar ones, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And I would stand there until whatever void was filled. And then I would start start with a glass of wine and then prepare dinner. And, and, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I was just filling a void with processed carbohydrates. So through that process, and I stopped working out, I just had no energy. I was depressed and um, gained about 20 pounds. So you know, six months goes by, the depression's lifting, and I can hear his voice in my head saying, hey, sis, stop blaming the fact that you can't fit in your clothes on me anymore. It's time to get up and get back to your fabulous self, you know, and he put a little snap to it. So I 
it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm doing all the things I told my patients. I'm start working out again. Weight's not coming off. I start really counting calories. I download the app to count calories and I'm doing the watch, tracking all the things. And I lose a pound or two, but it was not staying off and bouncing right back. And I'm like getting frustrated. So then I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I can do this. I got this. So I was calorie restricting. I, I got, it's embarrassing. I got down to about 900 calories a day. I was doing cleanses. I mean, I was doing the craziest thing just to hit that number on the scale. And I didn't realize that I was losing muscle, undermining my health, causing inflammation and weight wasn't staying off. And so I start hearing my patient's voices in my head and then I'm like, I'm going through the same thing that they complained about all these years. And I'm I'm prescribing myself the same treatment and it's not working for me either. And so then my husband was going on a trip. He, he works overseas. This is pre-COVID, of course. And um, he's like, I go, when you get back, you're going to have the wife you deserve. And he's like, honey, you're getting a little crazy about this. You know, what you're doing is not working. You're a scientist. Figure this out. And so I obsessively picked up the phone and called the PhD nutritionist at the university. I was a and I was like, Hey, this is happening to me. It's happening to my patients. What's going on. And basically they were like, well, we don't have a lot of studies on perimenopause and menopause as far as weight. We know it happens, but we're not sure why, but here's some information on inflammation. Here's some information on aging. Here's where these things seem to be connecting and you need to do the hormone part of it. So I just went down a rabbit hole and spent months just reading everything I could get my hands. And I was creating notes and I had little notebooks and stuff. And a plan was formulating in my head. Like, what if we stopped counting calories? What if we just focused on nutrition? What if we focused on lowering inflammation? This is a passion project. I hadn't told anybody this. I'm just having fun researching because I'm I'm a dork. And um, so a plan formulates in my head and it was, you know, ended up being the three components of the program. One is intermittent fasting, not so much for the weight loss benefits, but really for the med- medical benefits, though, so decreasing inflammation, the lowering insulin, lowering your blood sugars and all that. Second part was really doing a deep dive, what we call anti-inflammatory nutrition it's on the internet. It's everywhere. What foods we know consistently are, you know, food additives mostly cause inflammation, disrupt the gut microbiome. You know, I learned so much about the gut and the mind gut connection, things that I thought were just woo woo were actually science. And then, but because pharmaceutical companies don't make money on it, you know, it's not really recognized <laughs> as important. And so then finally, you know, the third part is what we call fuel refocusing, looking at macronutrients, micronutrients, looking at, the emotional component, like how do we, why are we relying on these foods? Like how do you know, baking to, to show love to your family, there's nothing wrong with a cookie, but you know, just, just breaking some patterns that are leading to less nutritional choices. So I started on myself experimenting and it worked. <laughs> so I was telling my patients, I made up this little program. Do you want to try it? Sure. My girlfriends thought I look great. They want to try it. So it just kind of started organically that way. And then I talked about it a little bit on social media. Now I had a, I had a small following on Facebook, but nothing like now. And so I had all these people pick me, pick me. And I was like, do you want to try the program? And so I ran 
the program through Facebook groups, a hundred people at a time, all volunteers, all free. And I did it for about a year and a half. So I had, you know, somewhere under 2000 people that I ran through, but through that process, I didn't realize it, but I was building a bigger following. I was testing the, the program, getting so much feedback from other physicians, nurses, registered dietitians, just, you know, moms, dads, you know, some men. And learn how to teach the program better because to what makes me different, I think is that I'm an educator and I teach the science of how anti-inflammation works, what is intermittent fasting about. And then of course we have meal plans and all the other things, but, but if you understand the background, why, then you're more likely to stick to those choices over time. And so still I'm giving it away. It's not a business. I'm still working full-time doing hundred plus hour weeks as an OBGYN. And I got some savvy business advice from some of my followers who were like, Hey, you're onto something. You're tapping into a market that's un that people aren't talking about. And you might think about turning this into a business. And that's kind of how the Galveston diet as a, you know, as an online program was born. Yeah. And I, what I really like to, what I've looked up about it is I feel like your uh, program, you have different levels that you can go in at, but then correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that like, this is how you follow in. This is the program. It's not like some other things that I've gone to and I won't mention their names, but where you're paying every week and you're weighing in and you're, and then if you don't meet your goal weight or you go past your, whatever the goal weight was, then you have to pay again, you know, so could you explain that a little bit? Sure. So the, the three levels of entry into the program are just one-time fees and you have access for the rest of your life to that program. Even as we continue to improve it and make changes over time, I'm constantly editing this thing as I learn more information or new study comes out and I'm, I'm tweaking. So we do have a VIP subscription group, but that's really for like hardcore Galveston diet for life. We want more recipes. We want experts coming in to talk about stuff, but that, that, and that's 15 bucks a month. That's it. We, we don't really use the scale to measure success. We use your symptoms we use non-scale benefits. So of course, everybody weighs themselves. That's normal. We use measurements. We talk about sleep. We talk about how'd your doctor's visit go? What's your cholesterol doing? How's your blood pressure? You know, um, what habits do you see your children picking up, you know, or your household that you have demonstrated to them, you know? So we talk about all of those things and we're not just so focused on, I lost 10 pounds or 15 pounds. Right. So you have over 65,000 members right now, correct? Yes. That's you are actually, yeah, I need to update on the website. We're almost at 69,000. So still it's mind boggling to me because we started with one. <laughs> yeah. You have to start somewhere. So yeah, these are enrolled students in the program. As far as like visits to the website and, you know, TikTok is at one, almost 1.5 million. Instagram just hit a hundred thousand. Facebook's well over a hundred thousand. We're just Pinterest and YouTube, I mean, growing, growing, growing. And it's, I have chills still now when I think about how many lives I get to touch. And people are like, don't you miss delivering babies? Trust me, I do, but I do not miss the hours. I do not miss the administration. And I do not miss the threat of lawsuits all the time. So I feel like at this point in my life, I'm able to help more women than I ever did before. I would never trade that 20 years of, you know, bread and butter OB-GYN that I did, but that this like is my future. And this is how I'm going to help my generation stay healthy for the next 30 years. That's such a key component when you said healthy, 
And I, I love, I, I would get anxious when I was on other programs about the weigh-in day. I mean, it was obsessive. I was like wearing clothing that, no denim today, they're weighing us today and, and everything like that. And I think that the health component, and I think that's something at this time of life, I know Colleen and I talk about it, is we are doing these things not so much to fit into this dress, but to feel better. So, so I think that, Yeah. I have a, a small clinic that I built called Mary Claire Wellness. It's in, you know outside of Houston, and I, I work two days a week there. And it's really to fill that cup for me of face-to-face with patients. And we talk about that. They're like, I'm here so I can pick up my grandbaby. I'm here so I can go on that round-the-world cruise or, you know, you know, meet those goals. And we also talk about look at your family. You know, is do you have a family history that is scaring you? You know, so much Alzheimer's and dementia and cancer and and, you know, people still taking care of their parents who just, you know, the choices that were available to them at the time or what they thought was healthy didn't serve them. And now they're suffering the consequences. And like, what can we do so you don't end up like that and you can enjoy your 70s and 80s? And it starts now. Right. And like so many women that we have interviewed, it is usually when we are experiencing it, we discover the solutions. When we are in it, we discover, oh, okay, we need to find a solution and then we find it. So let's kind of break down the gal. First off, were you concerned about calling it a diet? I was curious about that. So um, not really. In medicine, you know, remember this was a passion project. This was just me handing it out to patients. And so this, you know, if I had to do it again, knowing where we would have gone with this, I would not have called it a diet. But in medicine, a diet is a nutritional program. It is not a way to lose weight. It is a diet is a pattern of eating. And so I had no qualms calling it a diet back then. But now because of SEO and name recognition and all the things that drive social media, I'm kind of stuck with the name. Right, exactly. But let's break down the components of the Galveston diet, starting first with inflammation. Why is it so important for us to understand what inflammatory foods and supplements Mm -hmm. that we use affect our body? So the most important thing to understand is seven of the top 10 causes of death for women are chronically are related to chronic inflammation. And some of that is genetic. Some of that is environmental, but a huge part of that is nutritional. And one of the biggest ways that we can fight chronic inflammation is through nutrition. There's not a pill that you can take or, you know, there's no pharmaceutical. Now they're working on pharmaceuticals that mimic intermittent fasting, um, you know, that give you the same results. And I'm like, just fast. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And it has very few side effects if you do it correctly. (laughs) So, um, so You know, for me, and then of course, weight loss is much, 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 much harder when you're in a chronic inflamed state, especially visceral fat. So another thing we really touch on in in the Galveston diet, and if you follow me on social, is I talk about the difference between subcutaneous and visceral fat. So subcutaneous fat, we all know about, it gives us curves, it gives us cellulite, you know, it looks great now. When when we were kids, we didn't want those kind of (laughs) backsides, but now it's, it's, you know, it's healthy and it's beautiful. And that's my kids kids got those. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm applauding. I would have covered that up with a sweatshirt when oh, I was yeah, right. mm-hmm. tied it around my waist. And so I'm, I'm happy about that. But then as we get older, especially in perimenopause, we see 
a physiologic shift from subcutaneous fat to visceral fat. Now, visceral fat acts very differently physiologically in the body. It becomes an inflammatory organ. It pumps out things called cytokines, which are inflammatory mediators. And it puts you, it starts off this negative cascade of you become more inflamed, you become more insulin resistant, you become more leptin resistant, which drives more inflammation, which drives more fat to the viscera. And you just end up in this horrible negative feedback cycle. And the more visceral fat you have, the higher your risk for disease, like hypertension, diabetes, stroke, cancer, et cetera. So that to me, and of course, the weight gain that comes with that. So women tell me, my patients have told me, our, our students, my shape has changed. I've become more of an apple than the pear that I used to be. What are some <laughs> of the foods that are the most inflammatory and what are some of the foods that are the best to fight inflammation? So we know that uh, diets that are rich in artificial colors and artificial flavors, those are some of the top two. Um, so they are like additives, basically, the dyes and the um, things that are preservatives in food that are not found in nature. So you ingest these things. And they get to the gut. The gut microbiome doesn't know what to do with them. And it causes disruption. It might kill off a few. They become inflamed. They stop, you know, they stop fermenting um, fiber, which is how they feed themselves. And then you end up with chronic inflammation. Some of these additives are even can even cross the colonic mucosa and get into the bloodstream where they cause further inflammation once they get, you know, inside of our cells. Um, other things are um, nitrites are a big one. Nitrites that are added to meat. So when we talk about every, you know, we have a lot of vegans and vegetarians in our program. I'm not one. I still enjoy meat, but I'm, we're very careful at our house to try to do nitrate free, um, things that are not, um, cured. Um, the curing process does tend to promote, you know, the nitrates and nitrites are pro-inflammatory. They're also carcinogenic. They're, they lead to colon cancer. Um, and so there's, I get a lot of questions about gluten and dairy and all these things. You know, there are definitely people who are sensitive to those. If you're a celiac disease, you were born with that. You, you cannot process gluten. And, um, and then of course, some people are lactose intolerant, but you know, for, for people who don't have those issues, they can enjoy those things in moderation without really causing any inflammation. Can you talk a little bit about the intermittent fasting? Because that's something I'm thinking, oh, I'd, I'd like to try that. So I was, I felt the same way. I was a morning workout person. I was, you know, getting up, doing HIIT training or running on the treadmill or whatever. You know, I was like, there's no way I have to eat before all this stuff. So, but then I read the science of how healthy it is. And I got some really good advice. And it was, you have the rest of your life to reach your 16-8. Don't try to do it all in one day. So the way I teach our students is we take about five weeks to get to that window. And we push our windows out 15 minutes at a time until it feels normal and healthy and fine. So I was, by doing that, taking the time, allowing my cells and my body to become fast adapted, I was able to, I can get, I can get about an hour of a high intensity exercise no problem, make it to noon, break my fast and everything fine. Now, if I go over that, like if I'm, I haven't done a marathon in a while, but you know, if I'm doing something, you know, extraordinary for me, which would be over an hour of very intense exercise, then I will go ahead and eat something. Um, otherwise I'll bonk. But most, most of our students, if they just allow the time and the patience to take weeks to become fasting adapted, they do just fine. 
When you say intermittent fasting, how long of a period of fasting sure. is that? So in the Galveston diet, we use the 16-8 protocol, um, where for your followers who don't know what that is, you basically have a 16-hour window, and I throw sleep in there because you're fasting when you sleep, um, where you go without any calories, and then you eat in an eight-hour window, can you know, and you do that day after day after day. Now, there are medical benefits for doing different types of fasting. For example, the 5-2, which is five days of a week of eating whatever you want, basically, and then two days of an intense fast of 500 calories, it does have some medicinal benefits. And I do have a few students who have very extraordinary schedules, they're shift workers or whatever, and that works better for them. But for most people who have traditional jobs, I like the 16-8 because it builds a habit. And the Galveston diet is all about habits that are sustainable over the long term. I know myself, if I know I can put something off, if I only have to do something two days a week, it might not get done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Fasting is the thing really for our students that scares them the most. Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. My coffee, blah, blah, blah. but then they're like, it's the easiest thing that they do. And the thing that they stick to, you know, just becomes part of their daily life and they don't even think about it. That's another thing with a program that you follow is the sustainability to mm-hmm. stay with it. How, what advice would you give or do you give uh, people in your program? We are not a, a quick weight loss program. If you are looking to diet your way into, a, you know, a, a revenge dress, you know, for your, you have to go to the wedding with your ex or something, you know, this is not your program. This is not for you. Um, we're not a keto program. You know, we don't count ketones or tests for that stuff. You know, we are an anti-inflammatory lifestyle nutrition program. And we do see a lot of weight loss. We have, you know, of course, 90, 100 pounds for some people. That took them quite a long time. Um, but it is sustainable. And so we are here mostly for your health with weight as a pleasant side effect. And with women in midlife and beyond, what do we seem to... St- I can answer the question myself, but I'll ask the expert. What what do women in our demographic seem to struggle the most with when it comes to weight loss? Changing their food habits or is it a mindset? What do we see? Because I know for myself, I gained, like you, about 20 pounds when I started perimenopause. And my first reaction was, I am so mad. I do not want to have to sacrifice. I'm at an age where if I want that glass of wine, I want that glass of wine. So what do you think about what what are the most struggles for women in our One, the approach of they've tried a million diets and they're tired of failing. You know, why should I try yours? Because I'm sick of failing. They're sick. And then all of the self-revulsion and the negative self-talk that comes with failure. And I talk, you know, we talk about there's really no failure here. You have the rest of your life to figure this out. And if you, and I, I didn't come up with the saying, I adopted it. If you get a flat tire, don't slash the other three. Every day is a new day to make a new, healthier choice. And so, you know, we tend to fall in. So we kind of warn them on the front end, you're going to have bad day, bad days. You're going to have days where you're at a social event and the only thing available, you know, is not in your best interest, but you don't want to be rude. Okay. You fall back on a bad hat, on an, on a habit that you use to sustain you. That probably isn't the healthiest thing, but you know, you had a really bad day. 
that's going to happen to everyone. It happens to me. And you just have to remember that every day is a new day to start over and make that, make a better choice. And then also to self-reflect, why did I make that choice? What was going on in my life? What could I have done to better prepare myself so I would have had a better option? Sugar and alcohol, because those are most (laughs) women's. So alcohol, um, you should know if alcohol is not serving you. Okay. If alcohol is a problem in your life, then that is not something we, that's a whole nother course, you know, that, and there, I've got some great resources for people. Um, there's some great apps out there and, and, you know, to help you with an alcohol problem, whether it be addiction or over-reliance or whatever. There is a, a compound that is found in the skin of the grape called resveratrol, and it is a super powerful anti-inflammatory antioxidant, and it actually decreases inflammation in the heart muscle. This has been proven in studies, and it is why that the Mediter- part of the reason why that in the Mediterranean diet they think that the, the risk of heart disease is lower. You can get resveratrol through a supplement. You can get it from eating. You have to eat a lot of grapes. <laughs> so I wouldn't, you know, necessarily recommend that. But, you know, one glass of wine, six ounces a day for a woman is what has been shown to be medicinal. You can, if you go above that, you undo the good and you head into inflammation. And you cannot save up your wines for the weekend. <laughs> Per day. All right. <laughs> when you're in your fat, that counts in your fasting window as well. And so, you know, so you should know. And women who are, when they're drinking, tend to eat 30% more calories and make poor nutritional choices than when they weren't drinking. Now, during that, let's say you've made it to the point to the 16 8, mm-hmm. during those eight hours of eating, what, you know, what should you do? Is there something you should follow? Is there a limit to what you should eat in those eight hours? We don't count calories in the Galveston diet. We count nutrition. Now in my private clinic, um, where I, we do body scans and I can really do a, uh, a, you know, we, we talk a little bit more about calories and I'm able to set gram goals per day, this many grams of protein, fat, but those are very, very individual. And I can only do that in a doctor patient relationship. Um, so, but in, in the Galveston diet program for everyone, we don't count calories. We talk a lot about tracking nutrition. We track, you know, our macro and micronutrients to make sure that we're getting enough. And then we supplement if there's any gaps. And that's hard because we were all brought up calories in calories out, you know, love the, 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 the laws of thermodynamics, you know, there is some truth to that, but when you throw in, we're not simple machines. And when you throw inflammation into, we're not Bunsen burners. And so when you throw a human body and billions of cells all communicating through, you know, and everything influencing the other, it doesn't quite work that way. Explain to the listeners the difference between a macronutrient and a micronutrient. Oh, sure. So they're just terms. Uh, Macronutrients are going to be your carbohydrates, your fats, and your proteins. Micronutrients are your vitamins and minerals, basically. How about supplements? Do you support women taking supplements? Or I know you like to say get it through your nutrition, but what do you think of supplements? Right. So the the, the bulk of your micronutrients should come from nutrition from whole food. Okay. The end. Um, when they look at studies, um, 
and they're like a, a people who eat a diet rich in vitamin you know f or whatever i'm making up something have a lower chance of visceral fat or heart disease or whatever that's from eating foods rich in that so supplement companies take that data and they're like oh if you take our supplement you're going to have a lower chance food comes in a pack whole food comes in a package like let's take a berry okay and that berry, that raspberry, whatever, is rich in fiber. It has water. It has minerals. And it has other nutrients. It also has something called anthocyanins, which is a very powerful antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. And so that is why, yeah, sure, it's rich in vitamin C. And if you're deficient in vitamin C, it can help you become, your immune system be healthier. So, But you're way better off eating the whole food because you get the whole package. And all of it is healthy. And it's all meant to work together in your body. So supplements are only meant to supplement a nutritious diet, any gaps that you might have. We could have gaps because of economic issues, food deserts, um, allergies, intolerances. You just don't like fish, you know? So, okay, we'll supplement those gaps, but you can't swallow a handful. I've got my supplements right here, actually, and you can't. <laughs> You can't swallow a handful of supplements and think that you're undoing poor nutritional choices. That is not how it works. That's so interesting because I am one of those who do not like fish. I can't eat fish. Okay. So when I was a great candidate for an omega-3 supplement, you need to make sure you're getting quality protein sources from somewhere else. You are often on TikTok and Instagram lives answering questions for mm -hmm. a lot of yes. women because our demographic has questions. We want to know what's going on in our bodies. Why mm -hmm. is it what we did before is no longer working? Exactly. So I do my best to try to explain physiologically what's happening, answer questions, and also... I spend a lot of time dispelling misinformation that's out there, both from like hormone replacement therapy, aging, sexual dysfunction, nutrition. I mean, I cover it all. What do you think are some of the biggest miscommunications or misnomers in midlife or that women, women in midlife believe? I, that you're just a dried up and your life is over and you don't count anymore. I hear over and over and over again, women describing themselves as invisible you know, um, that they just don't matter, you know, in healthcare, it's like, once you're done with reproduction, people's OB-GYN physicians will tell them there's no reason for you to come back to my office or they'll cat. I call it cashing out on the pelvis where they'll remove their organs when they really didn't have a medical reason to do a hysterectomy. If your doctor tells you, you don't need that uterus anymore, and you don't have a medical reason to remove it. I mean, hysterectomy is a needed procedure, but mm, about half are done unnecessarily. And that's called cashing out of the pelvis. And then your doctor fires you. That's malpractice. Wow. And it yeah, happens we, yeah. every single day. Mm -hmm. that that's, yeah. Scary. Yeah, that's, that's one of my, Colleen mentioned tangents, that's one of my big things too, is that, you know, after you hit this age, you often just feel so ignored and, and there's not a lot of answers to different questions that you have around this time of life. So that is just another thing there. But I was also going to ask when you are at this time of life or really any time, it seems like we're always busy. It doesn't matter what age we are for younger we're, we're going around with smaller children. We might have young children in this midlife time. What uh, about for a really busy woman or someone super busy that's trying to fit this whole thing in? How can this help 
them? How, how can we fit in this plan? So, um, you know, I'm almost empty nesting, but, you know, we started this when I still had middle school and high school kids. And so when, of course, my husband does it with me pretty much. And so, um, when we are cooking our meals, you know, one, I've taught my daughter's I've started them on anti-inflammatory nutritional principles now. And so my oldest is a nutrition science major and going to med school. And so like, she heard me, (laughs) Um, but sometimes you're adding in, you know, like for your plate, you might add in a few more berries or some sliced avocado. And so there are definitely ways, or you'll substitute cauliflower rice instead of regular rice or, or, you know, there's no, there's nothing on our program. You can't feed a child, you know, it's, all whole food, whole food based. And so just for their palate, you may want to add a little bit of this or that, or we, we we have ways to make healthier chicken nuggets and stuff to, you know, so your kids, um, rather than going to the drive-through and everything, but, you know, to speak more of, you know, how do you fit this in your nutrition? If you don't make your nutrition a priority, and you set aside time for that, then you are not serving your family and you're not serving your own health. And so, so many women get caught in this trap where they're rushing to work and then taking junior to 6,000 after-school events and practice and signing up for this, that, and the other. I'm like, stop. Our mothers did none of this. My mom, as long as I wasn't pregnant or in jail, I was fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I turned out okay. You know, like there was no one overscheduling me or taking me to all these practices. I caught the bus or my brothers took me, you know? And so, the, you know, make your health a priority, build it into your family's life. And I'm telling you, your children will grow up and thank you. You also talk a lot about meal plans, prepping ahead of time, which mm-hmm. also would address that mm-hmm. issue. If somebody says on a Sunday, I want to meal prep the week, what are some of the best ingredients they can have on hand in their fridge? Because I think you talk about plan, purchase, and then prep or something like right. that. Plan, plan shop, prepare. So, you know, the, I think one of the biggest obstacles is people will go to the store and they'll buy fruits and vegetables and all, I'm going to eat healthy and they know what to buy or they take one of our shopping lists and they go and then it sits there. Like I um, invested in these big Tupperware containers they are like big ovals and they have little cutouts. Like you can use them for a party, put dip in the middle or whatever. But when the kids were little and they were at home, I would just, you know, spend an hour chopping veggies, you know, carrots, celery sticks, da, 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 and I'd have a separate one for fruit. I'd have fresh fruit, berries. Da, da. So that. And then when they get home, I would just throw those on the counter with the tops off and the kids would just walk by and grab stuff by the handful. So, and also, you know, putting thought into pre-prepping a lot of us, you know, go to work pre-prepping your lunch. That is the biggest thing is not leaving what you're going to eat for lunch when you're out of the house up to chance. And so just prepping and getting ready, having everything packed up and ready to go. Like right now, my schedule, I'm going to cook dinner for my daughter tonight. And then I will pack up part of what we made for dinner tonight for my lunch tomorrow and take all the guesswork out um, so that I leave nothing to chance. So you have three levels on the website of Mm -hmm. um, plans, but you also have a lot of, you know, blogs and information. So if we go on the website and we pick the different plans, what can we expect from each one of them? Sure. So the, the, the original program is the signature program and that is an all online self-study. You have access to it 
access to it for the rest of your life. It has seven weeks of meal plans. You have access 24 seven. So that is kind of the basic. Everything's online. The next level is what we call gold. It's that plus over time, people were like, I really want to be able to print out the whole program and highlight and underline. I mean, that's how I learn. You know, I'm 53. So this whole computer learning thing's a little weird to me. I like to still highlight and underline and, and read things. So we have a, you know, PDF downloadable of the entire program, all the written material and the graphics ready to go. Of course, the videos are still online. And then we also have a, a, um, a journal that, you know, was help. It was with a, um, the person, my therapist who helped me um, through the death of my brother helped me, um, develop this for our students where it's like a daily journal, you know, to help you with your goal setting and everything, gratitude, all of that. So that's downloadable. I also made a workout program that's available. So you have kind of all of our guides and aids in the gold program, plus the original program. And then the platinum program is all of that plus, oh, in our, sorry, our cookbook, which is 170 pages, that's in gold. So platinum is all of that plus the um, boot camp. So boot camp is group learning. It's about 100 to 150 people in each group. And we basically spoon feed you all the science of the program with our coaches. We have time for question and answers, just extra videos. It just builds a really nice community. And so, and the groups are open. We run them for 28 days, but they stay open forever because they become friends and <laughs> you end up with the little pacing partners and stuff in the group. So it's a, a way to have community. And then finally, you can always join our VIP group. That is a subscription. It's $15 a month. And that is where I go live. We have challenges. I have guest speakers come in. We do extra meal plans. We do a magazine every month that has, you know, workout programs, extra meal plans. It's really, you know, if people are really into Galveston diet and they want to, you know, keep going in our community. So if, um, if somebody were to buy the the first program, can they move up to another program? Yes, we have okay. upgrade options all the way. A lot of people buy in and they're like, oh, I want that boot camp, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can upgrade to a boot camp. You can buy the boot camp a la carte. You know, there, there's a lot. We just want to make you happy. So we'll, oh, we'll, good. we'll make sure everything <laughs> you want is available to you. You can purchase it. Okay. And for the women in midlife that are listening, they're like, hmm, I'm also really concerned with my symptoms of menopause. With the inflammatory aspect and then the intermittent fasting, are you finding that it also is alleviating a lot of the menopausal symptoms? So I don't have a study to prove that. So, you know, a study would require randomized controlled and through a university. So I don't have access to that anymore. But I do have tons of anecdotal evidence of of patient testimonials of hot flashes, getting better sleep, getting better, you know, improvement. So we see that, especially in perimenopause, where their symptoms get a lot better. But there are a few that are still going to need, you know, hormone support as they go through. And so that happened to me. Like I changed my diet, you know, did the whole anti-inflammatory thing. Woo-hoo, hot flashes are better. And then all of a sudden, like two years later, I'm like, what's going on? Well, my ovaries died. <laughs> they knew my body needed more estrogen. It was, you know, chugging along. And so the diet really helped. The nutrition changes helped. And then when they finally shut down completely, I mean, I with you know made an appointment with my practitioner and I got on some HRT. Mm-hmm. So in, it can be done in combination also with HRT. Yes. So that's good to know because we always want options, right? So. And and I always say start with nutrition. That that should be the first thing you do medicinally for anything, and then you add on the rest. And are there any other women's health concerns that you are addressing? 
in the diet that you want to make sure that we talk about today? So we do have what we call the hormone intensive, and it is just a ton of information about what's happening on a hormone level in your body. And so, and I have videos and everything to go along with that, but it is looking at, you know, of course, what's happening with your ovaries, estrogen, progesterone, what's happening with testosterone. But we also talk about leptin, ghrelin, cortisol, PPY, like the hormones that control hunger and satiety and where and how you store fat. We do a a full, like it's a little mini science course on all of that. So at least you understand, like these are some of the changes that are going to affect why you're so hungry or what makes you not hungry, you know, for the next meal. And so that's leptin and ghrelin. And, um, so I feel like that is a one, another thing that really sets us apart. Thank you so much for coming on today. We want to make sure the listeners know that really you can go on any form of social media and you are there either mm-hmm. doing a live or just, you have so many followers and so many people saying positive things about the Galveston diet that we were excited that you had some time to come on the show. So thank you so much yeah. for coming You're welcome. on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Mary Claire Haver, for being on our show today. It's so interesting to hear about this lifestyle plan of what you should be eating and how you should be eating. Make sure you're following us on all forms of social media so that you don't miss our March Menopause Madness. It's a full month of giveaways, of education, of community. So make sure you're following us to learn more about that. Have a great week, guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) 